thank you for making this part of your day. Uh, we are looking at pop culture theology this week. Yesterday we looked at George Strait, and today we are looking at U2. U2, one of the biggest bands in the world, and uh, excited to talk about them today. So I posted the song about 30 minutes ago. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I hope you had a chance to check that out. Uh, most of you probably know the song anyway. People of a certain age, U2 songs were the soundtrack of of their life for a certain period of time. Uh, the Joshua Tree album is known as one of the greatest albums ever, uh, ever produced, ever recorded. And this song is off of that Joshua Tree album. We'll also talk about Where the Streets Have No Name for a moment, which is also off of that album. So uh, getting right into the lyrics of the song. This begins with, I have climbed the highest mountains. I have run through the fields. I have run. I have crawled. I have scaled these city walls only to be with you. I have kissed honey lips, felt the healing in the fingertips. It burned like fire, this burning desire. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So we have this, this story, this you know, this image of a, a rock star, right, in his mid twenties, late twenties, got as much money as he could ever spend. Uh, he's world famous, and he's looking for meaning and purpose in life. And he's done all these things. He's climbed mountains and he's done all these things, but he has not found meaning. He still hasn't found what he's looking for. He doesn't even know what he's looking for. He hasn't found meaning. So, of course, I go to the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 1. I said to myself, come now, I will test you with pleasure to find out what is good. But that also proved to be meaningless. I would go after pleasure, that which, that which gave me pleasure, but that was meaningless. Verse 15. Then I said to myself, the fate of the fool will overtake me also. What then do I gain by being wise? I said to myself, this too is meaningless. So I, the, the author tried to become more wise and found that was meaningless. And starting in verse 17 and going through verse 19. So I hated life because the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me. All of it is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. I hated all the things I had toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish. Yet they will have control over all the fruit of my toil into which I have poured my efforts and skill under the sun. This too is meaningless. So everything is meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Going after pleasure, going after wealth, going after wisdom, it's all meaningless. So if everything is meaningless, according to the author of Ecclesiastes, where do we find meaning? Where do we find purpose? For Bono, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I mean, he's in his 20s. He had an opportunity to chase pleasure, I'm sure, to chase found wealth, f wisdom. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I still haven't found that purpose. I still haven't found that meaning. So where is it that we find meaning? Where is it that we find purpose? Okay, so we go to the next verse. He says, I have spoke with the tongue of angels. I have held the hand of the devil. It was warm in the night. I was cold as a stone, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So I have spoke with the tongue of angels. I don't know what he means by that. I'm assuming maybe prayer or worship. Um, I think what he's referring to is the rituals of religion. I have 
I have done the rituals of religion. Bono grew up uh, Catholic. He grew up in a household where uh, I think his mother was Church of England and his father was Catholic or maybe the other way around. But his mother died when he was like 13. Uh, but he, he did grow up in the church. And so he did go, but he grew up in a liturgical church. And so, I, you know, I would, I, my guess is that he's saying here, I've done the ritual, the religious rituals. I have said that, but, but that, that hasn't given me meaning. Uh, and Jesus says this, you know, Luke 18, verse 11 to 14, the, fair, the, the parable of the, the Pharisee and the tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This idea that, you know, because we have these religious rituals, we have life figured out. Well, Jesus says, no, that's not it. That's not it. Religious rituals don't give life meaning. Religious rituals do not uh, improve our relationship with God, right? Now, if we have a relationship with God, they're wonderful. But if we make the ritual the main thing, then we miss out on it. We miss out on the relationship, all the things that are meaningful. And it says, I held the hand of the devil. It was warm. I was cold. It was warm. I was cold. It was inviting. I felt unfulfilled. It, it didn't deliver what it promised. I have sinned and it was unfulfilling. I have sinned and there's no meaning or purpose in sin. You can't, you can't live a life based on sin. It's, a, it's not worthwhile. Thinking of Job 15, verses 31 to 32. Let him not deceive himself by trusting in what is worthless, for he will get nothing in return. Before his time, he will wither and his branches will not flourish. Do not let him deceive himself by trusting what is worthless, for he will get nothing in return. There's another way to translate that. Let him not deceive himself by trusting that which is empty. So many people in life, Chase after that which is empty, which is worthless, thinking that they'll get something in return from it. That, you know, the life of sin is going to fill you up in a way that uh, nothing else will. But that's not true. The life of sin just keeps wanting you to keep sinning. Now, this sin didn't fill you up, but the next one will. This sin didn't feel like it gave you meaning and purpose, but the next one will. And so there's that empty promise of you keep going back and you keep trying again and again and again to be fulfilled by something that which will never fulfill you. I have touched the hand of the devil. I've held the hand of the devil. It was warm. I was cold. I thought it would give me warmth, but it didn't. I was cold as a stone. So, so powerful. Okay, so Bono... uh, Two, two verses through the song is saying, I haven't found what I'm looking for in life. Uh, he says, now, I believe in the kingdom come, then all the colors will bleed into one, bleed into one. But yes, I'm still running. Uh, now, I want to talk for a minute about another, another very popular song off the same album, uh, Where the Streets Have No Name. I've always listened to the song Where the Streets Have No Name and thought it was a song about heaven. Thought it was a vision of Bono's vision of heaven, but it's not. It's actually a reaction to uh, the way things were in in Ireland when they were growing up, specifically in Belfast, where there was this understanding 
that others could tell how wealthy you were and what religion you were based on the name of the street you lived on. If you lived on the right streets, doors opened up to you. If you lived on the wrong streets, they didn't. As we know, prejudice comes in many forms. Prejudice comes in many forms. Now, they grew up in Ireland in the 60s and 70s, where there was a lot of a lot of conflicts between the Protestants and the Catholics, and there was a lot there was a dividing line, and you were uh, you were divided and, and and separated and all that because of your religion, because of your income, and so uh, this is you know prejudice taking taking shape. Uh, and so the song, I believe, uh, or uh, where the streets have no name, basically, where all people are equal, where all people are equal. Here, he says, I believe in the kingdom come, then all the colors will bleed into one, bleed into one. So this prejudice that comes from from race, right, is what he's referring to. This idea that, you know, this, there's a desire, there's this sinful desire within humanity to be better than someone else, to say that I am better than you because fill in the blank. I am better than you because I'm Catholic. I am better than you because I'm Protestant. I am better than you because I have more money than you. I am better than you because I'm white. I am better than you because I was in uh, Fiji. I went to Fiji about 20 years ago. And the, the color of their skin is the same, but, but there is a difference in the, are you from Fiji originally? Did you come over here when, the British, when Fiji was part of the British Empire? Did you come from India? And if you came from India, you look down on the, the native Fijians. Uh, and so it's, you know, I look down on you because I am from this country instead of that country. Um, and so there's always this, this human thing that we do that. It's part of what we do. It's to, to say I'm better than someone else. And, and throughout history, it's to say I have control over someone else, not because, you know, just because I'm of a different color or from of a different religion or of a different whatever. What Bono is saying is that's not going to be part of God's kingdom. That, that hierarchy that we create, that human-created human hierarchy, is not going to be part of God's kingdom. It's just not. And we think that as we're going along, we're getting better at it, but we're not. It's, I mean, the, the, the brokenness of humanity manifests itself every day. Just this past weekend in Minneapolis, a man was killed by the police, you know, put their knee in, you know, George Floyd, and it was just, just a terrible, terrible thing, you know? The, the, it's just a terrible thing. And so... Uh, you know, then you look at protests and how responses to protests and, you know, it's just, it's not equal. It, the world we live in is not equal, but the kingdom that is coming will be equal. The kingdom that is coming will be equal. And so uh, for, uh, you know, Bono is, is a Christian. It's, and for him, he believes this. And so, you know, this is something that he says, well, I, you know, I, I believe in the kingdom come. I believe all colors will bleed. And I believe, I have hope that things are going to get better. And then he says, you broke the bonds and you loosened the chains, carried the cross of my shame. You know, I believe it. You know, I believe it, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Uh, so for first Peter 2.24, Jesus himself bore our sins in his body on a tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. So, you know, we believe that Jesus died for us and through his wounds, we have been healed. Uh, and, and Bono, as a 25, 26-year-old, as he's writing this, he believes this. He believes this. But what is my meaning? What is my purpose? I believe this, and I'm grateful for all that God has done for me. But I'm still looking. I still haven't found what I'm searching for, Lord. What is it that I'm searching for? What is going to give my life meaning? What is going to give my life purpose? 
Lord, reveal it to me. You know, you could almost say that this is like a prayer, this song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And that's how it finishes. That's how the song finishes when it was released on the night in 1987 uh, on the Joshua Tree album. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Okay, so now we continue with the story. We're, we're extrapolating. We're going beyond the story, we're, or beyond the song. We're treating this song as a prayer for that Bono is making. Uh, I mean, it's a wonderful song, and it's a, it, I mean, there's, there's true vulnerability in this. To admit that you haven't found what you're looking for. To admit at, for the world to know and for the world to see that you haven't found what you're looking for. There's vulnerability in that, and there's, you know, there's, there's truth. There's truth in that. I haven't found what I'm looking for. But if we look at the rest of Bono's life, so say that was the first 25 years. If we look at the 35 years since then, Bono just recently turned 60. I think he wrote this. He was 25, 26. So if we look at his life since then, we can say that this was a man who has lived his life with purpose and meaning, that he found what he was looking for. And if you ask me, I would say that he found that in reading Mark 12, 31, Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. You can, you can disagree with Bono all you want, but here's, here's what is true. I, I, honestly, I don't know anybody who disagrees with Bono because he doesn't really get into politics as much. Maybe he does, but I haven't seen it. So um, he's, Bono is probably in the top three, top three famous Christians in the world. There's the Pope, I'm sure there's somebody else, and there's Bono. Uh, Bono is popular and famous here in America, but he's more famous in Europe, and he's certainly more famous in Africa. Uh, he is known around the world as a Christian who helps people. He is not known around the world as a Christian who judges people, tells people what they can and can't do. He is known as a Christian around the world as someone who helps people. He has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize three times. Imagine a singer nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize three times. He has helped... Uh, he has helped found or co-found a number of charities. He supports more than 40 charities. And within just one of the charities, he has helped raise more than $600 million to fight AIDS, malaria, and other diseases in Africa. He has worked all over the world to end extreme poverty. I think extreme poverty is defined as people who live on less than $1 a day. If you can take someone who lives on less than $1 a day and get them to the point where they live on $3 a day, then you're really starting to make change in the world and you're really starting to make change in their lives. What you're doing is you're providing, by, by getting them up to a place where they make a certain amount of money, $3 a day, uh, then you're usually giving them like a cement floor, you're giving them uh, fire and the ability to cook inside, uh, and you're making extreme changes that um, that save lives, that truly save lives. And so he's worked to help extreme poverty, and he has lobbied all over the world uh, for people to lead a life of dignity and opportunity. And so he has, as I said, he's started organizations, he has supported organizations, he has lobbied on behalf of organizations. He's probably raised, I mean, the actual dollars that he's raised to help others is probably in the billions. I know he's given a lot uh, of his own money uh, to, I mean, Bono is truly somebody who we can say, as Christians, we can say, if I had that kind of money, power, and fame, that's the guy I, that's those, that's what I sh would, would do with it. That's the stuff I would do, right? And, and we can say that this is the type of, he doesn't go around telling people they're going to hell. He doesn't judge people. He doesn't tell people what they should and shouldn't do. He's, I mean, anyone who you meet in life, and I'm just going to say this because uh, this uh, anyway anyone you meet in life is not as cool as bono to me bono is like the coolest guy in the world just 
I mean, he's a rock star. He's a the best, a great singer. I mean, he writes some of the best music the world has ever seen. I mean, and and he does. He's just. I mean, I mean, Michael Jordan's cool. You look at Michael, the things he could do on a basketball court is cool, and his swagger and all that stuff. Yeah, he's great. It's great, right? But uh, give me Bono. Bono's cooler. I mean, the the way that you know, just the nice guy and the way that he's worked towards helping people and to live. I mean, he found what he's looking for, and he. He is loving his neighbor as himself, and he's doing things that that other celebrities have the power to do but aren't doing, right? I'm reminded of a quote by, I believe, Thomas Carlyle said, um, for every 100 men who can stand adversity, there's only one who can withstand prosperity, meaning that a lot of people get wealthy and they get famous and they just, you know, it becomes all about themselves and they can't see it. You know, they just lose lose focus and lose perspective. And Bono never has done that. He's always been a guy who's looked out for others. He's looked out for the most vulnerable in the world. Uh, and so we look at this song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And we say, well, I think we have found what he's looking for. And I think it's being a Christian, following, following Christ, loving the neighbor as yourself. Uh, it's not in the religious rituals. No, I mean, I'm sure he is very into religious rituals now. Uh, but it's in the relationship with Jesus Christ. It's in the Holy Spirit, which is in and with him uh, and, and guiding him through life uh, to be a person who uh, proclaims the love of God uh, in, in very real ways that really, really, really help people. So that is you two. Uh, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And the story of Bono, uh, someone who I think all of us can be proud to say that he's a Christian, um, and, uh, yeah, just, just great stuff. So, uh, tomorrow we will look at a, uh, uh, I have a song that I have set aside for tomorrow. When I get where I'm going, it's a duet between Brad Paisley and Dolly Parton about what, uh, what heaven might look like. Uh, and then next week we are going to look at some of the theology of our favorite hymns. What, what is our, what do our favorite hymns say about who God is? Uh, I think I think you'll enjoy that. So, if you have some favorite hymns, let me let me know. Say it uh, say it in the comments. Uh, we can look at basically any of the hymns because all the hymns, you know, they they come from somewhere in Scripture. Uh, I would say most of them, uh, and so we will look at them. And uh, I hope you enjoy that. Everyone have a great day. See you tomorrow, and uh, stay safe. Keep protecting yourself. Uh, And let's close with a word of prayer. Uh, Good and gracious God, we thank you for uh, each and every faithful person, for the cloud of witnesses who uh, is doing your work around the world. And we pray, Lord, that you would uh, give us all that meaning and purpose, uh, that you would help us to be fulfilled by loving you and by loving each other, uh, and that you would uh, reveal to us what your plan for us is, how we can be of great service to you. Uh, We pray for those who are continuing to uh, do their best to help others heal, and we pray for your continued protection uh, for, uh, for all the people of our world. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. See you tomorrow.